This is a Dreamcast disc and is for use only on a Dreamcast unit. Playing this disc on a hi-fi or other audio equipment can cause serious damage to its speakers. Dreamcast, up to six billion players. Welcome back Why don't we play together? Hey, 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 it's time to make some crazy money. Are you ready? Here we go! Please stop this disc now. Now, 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 now. Hello and welcome to episode 56 of the Dreamcast Junkyard Dream Pod. This is the first episode of 2018. Can you believe it? We've been doing this now for, what, two, two years? Two or three years, one of the two, I can't remember. Uh, Christmas is over and the new year has begun. Hooray. Uh, I trust you all had uh, decent Christmases. Uh, my name is Tom and I am joined by an international cast of Dreamcast. I was going to say experts, but more buffoons, I think is the correct term. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, over here we have uh, Mike Phelan. Hi, Mike. Hello, Tom. All right. Yes, yes. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, we've got uh, our man in Japan. It's uh, Ross O'Reilly. Hi, Ross. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. And we I, also... actually, I actually think it's more like four years, mate, to be honest, that you've been doing it. Is it? I'll have a look at it. I think so. I can't remember. Because um... it was in my old apartment and I, I moved to this new one three years ago and I was listening before I joined for a, a, at least a year, I think. So, yeah, yeah, I reckon about three to four years. Wow. Okay, uh, we also have a uh, another co-host. His name is Kev. Hi, Kev. How's it going? Hi, it's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm pleased to keep up my streak of being on at least one episode per year for the last two <laughs> years. <laughs> That's a 100% hit rate then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as I said, this is DreamPod episode 56. We're here to talk all about the lovely Dreamcast and the news that continues to rumble on in the community, even though we are what coming up to 20 years of uh, Dreamcast being in existence uh, but we will begin as we always do as those who regularly listen will attest we will talk about some of the things we've played or picked up on the Dreamcast or on other current gen or retro systems uh, Mike I'm going to come to you first uh, what have you been playing? Yeah so I, I've been continuing my quest of playing every Dreamcast game um, my never ending quest to play every Dreamcast game It's a noble game. quest, a very noble quest Well, noble <laughs> or insane, I'm not quite sure which um, so I have been playing mostly this last week uh, the Secure Wars games, Secure okay. Taste and War, uh, games, um, which has which has been interesting. Um, I've been playing like there's nine titles on the Dreamcast. Is there? So I've been playing through them. I've never, um, played, I've never played any of those. Are they all quite sort of Japanese, like text heavy? They're they're very Japanese. Um, yeah, I I tried a few yeah. of them. I couldn't I couldn't do it though because. Um, I'd be reading the Japanese, and obviously it's not my first language, so it's slow, and occasionally I have to look up a word. But a lot of the response, you have to reply to the girls, and there's a time limit, and it's just there's not enough time for me to read it, comprehend it, and think of the answer. There's three options, and maybe I've I've got halfway through option one, and then the book time up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's why, yeah, there's a a lip system, and so basically each time you have a a conversation, there's a sort of an option, dialogue option, and it's timed. And as you get into three and four... um, you can also sort of uh, change the intensity of how you answer. Mm. So you've also you do it's a timed response, but you've also got to then actually um, say whether you want to do it quite laid back or quite intense. Right. So um, and obviously I can't understand a word it's saying without looking it up. So therefore it's a little bit uh, a little bit odd. But 
to be fair, there are some amazing guides on uh, on um, on GameFAQs. There's amazing guides on there, which mm. go through the plot lines and, and all that kind of stuff. So it, it is it is just about playable yeah. if you can have patience. Um, but apart from that, I've also been playing um, on the Dreamcast. I've been playing Spirit of Speed. Um, oh yeah, a favourite of the junkyard. Um, <laughs> Why would you put yourself through that? It's it's your fault, Tom. It's your fault <laughs> because you mentioned it on the on the group a few weeks ago, and I decided I'm going to actually play it again, and I'm going to try and do an entire sort of go for the, the entire game. No, I couldn't. It was it's awful, um, just awful. I, I raced around the, the Tripoli track, and um, it is literally I, it's the longest track I've ever raced. It's unplayable. It's well, it's playable. It's just not very good. I was um, on the spirit, subject of Spirit of Speed. I, I do want to do an article about it on the on the Junkyard, and I've been actually searching for some of the people that you know who was involved in the making of the game, um, Broadsword Interactive. But I, I just can't hmm. track any of them down. They, um, they've probably rightly gone into hiding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, Mike. Continue. Uh, <laughs> That's <clears throat> in terms of games played. That's pretty much what I've played. Mm. Anything uh, on the current gen or PC? Well, I've I've been I haven't really no. To be honest, I haven't been playing much on, on current gen at all. I've been playing Rise of Tomb Raider a little bit. Yeah. I picked that up for for cheap now, and I've been playing Skyrim on the on the Switch, um, just because the ability to play Skyrim on the Switch is is so cool still. Yeah. Um, but really, the only thing for me has been has been mainly pickups. So I've just literally purchased uh, from our junk card friend pc wizard um a dream pie excellent which is on its way yeah i i ordered i just emailed him yesterday as well and um i'm gonna he's sending me the pay, payment details as we speak so i'll be ordering one as well that's cool yeah. when it comes in the box when you open it it's got like a little instruction like manual and everything it's really good how he's done it you know put it all together it's almost like a proper uh, professional package you know um, and the one he sent me, he actually uh, 3D printed the case and, he, and it has the Dreamcast Junkyard written on the side, so that was a nice touch. Nice. Cool. Yeah, when I emailed him, he said, oh, is this, are you Ross from Dreamcast Junkyard? I said, yeah. And he said, okay, well, oh, I don't know. If said, well, he said, okay, I'll give a little discount. I don't know if I should say that, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, right. I, I, got, I got it as well. PC Wizards is a good friend of the Junkyard, isn't he? So he gave me a little bit of discount as well. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I have a funny feeling I'm going to be on there quite a lot because, um, well, I don't play online with current gen that much. Yeah, so keep an eye on um, keep an eye on the Dreamcast yeah, Talk we forum. Should, we should all we should all get together on there for a few nights. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But as I was saying, you keep an eye on the Dreamcast Talk forum because they have um, a board on there that details the nights that they're going to do. It's usually every Sunday night, and there'll be a different yeah. game every week. So yeah, and that's one of the. That, well, I've played in a couple of them now, and it's been uh, it's always been really good. So. Yeah, I saw them. It looks great. Like to be honest, when it first when they first released it, I kind of thought, oh, okay, everyone's going to go online for a couple of weeks and it's going to fizzle out. And if you buy one, no one's going to be there. But it's still going strong, and they're mm. still um, working on um, getting new games. Well, not new games, but new old Dreamcast games back up online. So, yeah, we'll discuss, yeah, thought, we'll okay, discuss that um, in a bit. I'll invest in one. Yeah, we'll discuss those games in a bit. Um, but uh, Mike, if there's anything else you've uh, you've picked up or played, or we'll move on to Ross. That's pretty much it for me. Cool. All right, and Ross. Enlighten us. What have you been, what have you been up to? 
Okay, so current gen stuff, I've been playing um, Toaru Majutsu no Bachelon, which is also known as A Certain Magical Virtual On. Oh, yeah. Um, that's the translation going around. Um, at first, I thought it was just kind of a weird, strange translation, but actually, it's a crossover game. I don't know if you, know, didn't, if you knew or not, but um, it's Virtual On crossed with um, a manga and maybe anime series in Japan. I'd, I'd never heard of it, but it's called uh, Toru Toeru Majutsuno Index, a certain magical index. So maybe in the context of a story that makes sense, I'm not sure. But yeah, it's a, it's a crossover of those two franchises. And I was playing the demo today on PS4 and yeah, it's it's, it's virtual one. I'm not I'm not like a big virtual one fan, so I, I couldn't really go in depth on the mechanics and stuff like that, but it was it was good. I enjoyed it. And um yeah, graphically it's nothing special, but it's like technically it's nothing special. But the art direction's really nice. It, and there's lots of bright colours like Sega blue skies and stuff. So yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, and it's also um, the one of the lead artists is um, Hajime Katoki, and I didn't I didn't know who it was, but um, they were advertising on the game, so I looked it up, and this guy did the artwork for previous virtual on games um super robot wars alpha on the dreamcast he did the artwork for that and he also did a lot of gundam artwork so maybe he did some of the artwork for the gundam games on dreamcast as well i'm not sure but yeah he's got a history of a dreamcast so kind of related yeah yeah. good a good pedigree then yeah yeah looks like it's gonna be good um i I don't know if it's i mean it's seven thousand yen which is about 45 pound at launch so I I think I'll maybe wait a bit until it goes down. Um, but yeah, it's nice to have a. I mean, just, I'd rather have Streets of Rage or Golden Axe or something. But we seems we can't have them. It's good we're at least getting one of the kind of classic Sega franchises this gen. So yeah, yeah. looking forward to that. Cool. Um, on Dreamcast, I played. Well, I recently got um, Rush Rush Rally Racing, mm-hmm. and yeah, excellent game. In yeah. my top five homebrew titles for sure, really good. Yeah, it's quality. Mm. Yeah, and that's it, really. Excellent, nice choice. Um, I was going to say nice selection, rather. Uh, Kev, hello. Uh, so I posted about this uh, just before New Year's, but I actually took my Dreamcast away with me when I went away with uh, some <laughs> friends over New Year's. Where did which you go? Is, did we you went. Go? We went to rural Wales, and right. we were literally. Uh, other than the people we were with, we didn't see another person for about four days. That's how <laughs> that's how rural it was. We just sat in this old farmhouse playing Dreamcast, which some people might might think doesn't sound very good, but I think it's probably the first time I've played more than two player, probably since about two thousand and four. Mm. And the, we, these were the people that uh, when I was in sixth form, we used to play Dreamcast every Thursday night. We used to have like a little league set up for loads of different titles, so that was quite good. We we're playing. Uh, Virtual Striker, even though it's it's terrible, probably one of the worst <laughs> football games ever made. But uh, Virtual Tennis, probably still the one of the finest tennis games ever made. Yep. And then we were kind of moving around between a, like burned off a load of games that we never played at the time, or played a bit of Choo Choo Rocket, tried to play a bit of Gauntlet, uh, the four player mode on that. Um, How was played that? A bit. And it was it was good, although. Um, We've reached the stage in our life where, as long as well as us being there, there was about fifteen kids. So we, someone kept getting drawn away at some stage to go do some form of parenting. So uh, we didn't get very far on that, sadly. But I, I can I can see why anyone who played that 
three or four player back in the day why that's why it's so highly thought of still by those people despite being a sort of average scoring game at the time Mm. uh, and then this week i I finally got around i I posted this up on the on the uh the facebook group i finally got around to playing looney tunes space race uh space race is it called yes yes, yes yeah which uh which is good i was it's not great but i am surprised that uh they've never done any they never did anything with that because there is enough uh, playability and game concept there that you f- you think they could have made a good franchise out of that. So it's strange Vi- that they visually it's very nice, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Visu- visually it looks great. Uh, even um, I've been having a lot of issues trying to get like VGA running. So I was just playing it on on a uh, pure SCART and it looked it looked amazing. It d- it did look exactly like you remember the cartoons looking when you were yeah. watch them when you were, when you were younger. So I like the um, when you drop the piano and then the little. Uh... The little statue drops after it and like lands on That's the piano. Right. <laughs> it's quite funny. Well, <laughs> I um, I had a conversation with a friend who who had that game about when you you, you can turn on that mode where there's just constant falling items. Yeah, and it <laughs> it is the hardest the hardest race mode I've ever played. I described yeah. it as like the Dark Souls of mar- of kart racing because <laughs> it was just like impossible to go more than about twenty five foot. <laughs> cool. Anything else or anything on current gen, Kev? Uh, current gen, I've been playing a bit of uh, Fortnite Battle Royale, which is the hundred uh, hundred player multiplayer battle system. Mm. Very sim, very similar to PUBG, uh, but uh, it was a clear rip off. But it's it's still pretty fun. So, have you ever played Battlegrounds? I've never played it. I've only heard it being mentioned on like other podcasts. So, I, no, I, no, I haven't. Um, uh, during the uh, during the summer, um, when I was sort of like. I don't know if babysitting is the right term when it's your own kids, but <laughs> there, was a, there was a lot of time where I was at home with my daughter during the day where uh, she'd either be asleep, so I didn't want a game, and I'd watch quite a lot of streams of, of, of uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds. It's pr- pretty much the only time I've ever watched Twitchers or uh, whatever their official term is. So it, it looks quite good, but I actually prefer Battlefield because it's got a kind of... Um, if anyone ever used to play the Team Fortress classic a Valve game. It's got that kind of zany cartoon art style to it. Right. So I, I actually prefer that compared to the kind of gritty realism. Um, I know Battlegrounds is now out on Xbox, but from what I've heard, it's early access and it's still really, really, uh, really buggy. So yes. yeah, I've played it quite a bit on PC, and I, and I love it. I love the tension of the tension of it. Like, of it's almost like a survival horror game in a way. Like the way you're constantly having to watch your back and listening for footprints and stuff but yeah i've heard the same about the xbox version i don't i think that they're all all the, all the versions are buggy but i've heard the worst thing about the xbox the worst thing about the xbox version is you have to use a controller and these these guys the developers they've never they've never done a, a console port before so right. the controls are, are all over the place and not really up to scratch so yeah i think that's the biggest problem with it hmm Cool. Okay, then. Um, I have been playing quite a bit on my PS4 Pro because over Christmas I purchased a 4K TV. And so I've been like revisiting a lot of games just to see how much better they look in 4K. I know it's not real 4K, it's like upscaled or whatever you call it, but uh, or checkerboard or whatever it is. But uh, some of the games look amazing. The uh, Uncharted games, Uncharted The Lost Legacy, looks unbelievable in 4K. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I did buy some new games as well. I got Dirt 4, which is incredible. Oh. It's an amazing oh. rally game. It's fantastic. 
Um, I also got, as I mentioned, Uncharted Lost Legacy. I got. Have you seen that whole um, drama with uh, this game Redout with Digital Foundry and the uh, developer? They've been accused of, you know, um, not assessing it properly or giving out false information. Um, I don't no, know, I've played Redout. I liked it. But yeah, yeah. What well, happened? Uh, well, uh, just I'm just going off topic a bit here, but that's a game I got read out. But what happened with Digital Foundry was they did an analysis of the game running on the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X, and they said that it wasn't running at a full 4K and it was running at you know a lower frame rate on the Xbox One X than what it does. And apparently the developers, it 34 big things or something, they um, they released a, like a sort of a, a press release saying that they were going to. Uh, they were threatening Digital Foundry with legal action. I, I think it's all blown over now. Um, but there was, it was, yeah. you know, you know, when something happens in gaming, and then you get like a million uh, YouTube videos about it, with everyone giving their like their own opinion on it. That was yeah. for about a week. That was the thing that every channel was just putting their own opinion upon, and it was just like, yeah, just give it a rest. It's, it's a storm in a teacup, and then it went away. So yeah, uh, Red Out. It's actually a really good game, to be honest. It's kind of like Wipeout, but with uh, you know a, a nicer, smoother frame rate and more basic graphics. Yeah. It's got um, Vive and Oculus compatibility on a PC, so that's how I played it. And um, I put while I was playing it, I put uh, it was in the summer. I put the fan on uh, my computer desk while I was playing it, so <laughs> I, I wanted to simulate like the movement <laughs> so I wouldn't get motion sick while playing it. And yeah, it was right. It worked. That sounds of. pretty good. That's pretty ingenious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and mentioning Wipeout, I also got Wipeout Fusion for the uh, PS4 as well. What yep. I did was I um, just before Christmas I got Mario Odyssey, and uh, I played it. I, I finished it, and then I took it into game. And because game was completely sold out, they gave me a really good like uh, trading price for it. So I traded in that and uh, another game I had for the Switch called Drive. Was it Gear Club Unlimited, which is utter toss. Um, and uh, yeah, got a lot of got like four or five PS4 games for the, for the trading price. So that was quite cool. Uh, on the Dreamcast, I have been playing quite a few different games because I've been delving into the the uh, NTSCJ library, looking at things I've never actually played before, uh, but wow. heard great things about. So I've been playing quite a few random things. Yesterday I spent um, about an hour trying to work out what I was doing in Romania 203, yeah. um, which is quite a bizarre game, I must say. Um, and that's the one See, I knew what I was supposed to be doing in that game, and I still couldn't make any progress well, it's maybe you just can, such maybe you can an exercise of frustration <laughs> what, what are you meant to be doing I'm just kind of firing ping pong balls at things yeah, yeah you've got to fire yeah, ping it. pong balls <laughs> yeah that's it to make him to get his attention to make him interact with it but is yeah. it? So you'd think oh I just have to fire one or something but it's really weird and you have to like fire them in a rhythm and stuff and there's no like there's no prompts or anything telling you what rhythm to, I don't know I, I couldn't get it even though I knew what, what I was supposed to do what, I just what genre couldn't progress is- is this supposed to be? It's um, it's hard to explain. Basically, you pay you play as a as a spirit or or a god or something, and you're in this guy's bedroom, and he's just kind of walking around, and you can move the camera around. It's all three D like polygonal, but all you can do is fire these like sort of balls at different things in the environment. And as Ross just said, there, you, the the idea is to kind of make him interact with things and do things. It's quite interesting though because. One of the first in the first kind of room that you're in, which is his bedroom, he, he kind of he, he gets out a packet of cigarettes and lights up, you know, indoors, and yeah. you just wouldn't get that in a game now, would you? Because of the whole like smoking mm. thing, you know, which is quite indicative. Well, of in, the time. in Japan, I don't, I don't know, in Japan, you might still like the Yakuza games have got lots of smoking. Oh, in that's them. a point. Yeah, but they're they're um, at least they're like rated for adults. I, I imagine Room Mania, Mania wasn't back in the day. Yeah, no. no um, the the game's really weird as well, Tom. You stick with it. It gets it gets really really bizarre. 
some of the some of the bits at the end it, it starts off like a normal sort of life simulator and it's like oh it's like sims but with one one character as a, as a focus in the end of the game it is the storyline the plot line gets bizarre you have little parties thrown and then you have sort of random people turn up to the house it is weird sounds so great. have you got any tips then mike on how to like actually progress then oh i didn't progress that much i watched a video (laughs) (laughs) i progressed i progressed a fair amount i I got through like i got through a couple of weeks of play um i i basically was just following what i was i was seeing on on hints so um right just perseverance and i guess if you don't do that it's just trial and error and perseverance if you perseverance yeah when he when he's out of the room and you can move stuff around which looks amazing the graphics when he's out of the room and you can walk around proper 3d it looks amazing yeah yeah, Um, the graphics are good yeah i think that's a real key thing when he's out of the room do stuff then so i moved the table the first time i just i moved the table and then the next day he comes back in the room and he gets properly annoyed because the table's like moved (laughs) so so the first like five minutes is him just moving the table back and then turning the TV on and sort of looking at the tables is really weird. But it, the, by the end of the game, some of the plot lines are just... I'll stick, I'll stick really with that. Weird. I'll definitely stick with it, knowing this now. It's bizarre. Anyway, uh, apart from Romania, I've also been playing... Uh, I played a game called Lost Golem, which is a, yeah. a very... Uh, it's a, the, the backstory is very uh, interesting. It was made by a couple of students, I believe, uh, and it only sold about 500 copies. Um, and that has had a knock-on effect with it being quite a highly sought-after collectible game. But it's very... Um, what's the word, uh, basic uh, in design. Uh, and it's basically, you have this kind of king walking about and you have to move walls and make him basically exit the, the, the room. Basically, mm-hmm. that's all it is. And um, there's a really cool little website called lostgolem.com, which is a really small fan fan site just dedicated to this one game. And there's a, there's a developer interview on there with the, one of the guys who made it. And um, it's, you know, it, because he was a, a student at the time, it had no budget, he did everything. And it's just a really nice little story about how these yeah. students created a game for the Dreamcast and no one's ever heard of it. And, you know, it's just, hmm. yeah, it's really cool. Uh, and apart from that, I've also been playing uh, Plus Plum, which is almost yeah. like a sort of, uh, it's, like, it's, a, it's a connect the, the dots kind of puzzle game, isn't it? Um, almost like, um, I don't know, help me out, Mike. What's it like? Uh, um, you know, you, uh, it's just like a join the, join the balls kind of game, isn't it? You know, like a, with the balls fall is. down from the top. Yeah, it's it's like uh, it's like um, I, I'm trying to think myself now as well. Connect, it's like a connect three. Games. No, no, it's like a connect three puzzle game, isn't it? It's like a sort of a mm. yeah, a bu- bubble, bu- bubble, what's it called? Bubble bubble puzzle bubble. So it's kind of like that, but the balls come from yeah. the top. Anyway, I've not done a very good job of describing that, so I'm going to have a look at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, I'm. I'm going on far too long now so i'm going to uh, stop i've been playing tons of stuff on the dreamcast uh, but we will move on to uh, our first topic of discussion and it's this is about more games actually more new games for the dreamcast uh, our good friends over at josh prod have released a teaser trailer of uh, a bunch of new dreamcast games uh, which are coming out this year and uh, yeah i just wanted to get your opinions and um, obviously some of the games on that list we've had the um what's the word uh, we've been privileged enough to have a, a sneak preview, and um, yeah. So, have you guys seen this video? Yeah. And uh, what do you think yeah. of the, the lineup? I mean, is there anything there that particularly excites you? I I, I will get a list up of games because I know that Aaron, uh, one of our co-writers on the Junkyard and co-podcast presenters, has uh, put a list up of what he thinks the games are. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to get your, your I know, thoughts. I know a couple of them. 
Um, mm. I'm not sure how much I can say, but um, uh, there's a couple which are really, really good. But um, I, I, I'd like to see exactly which ones are going to be on a Dreamcast. Yeah, well, are they are they are the ones you won't name in the video? Yes. No. Well, no, so it's, it's, not, it's not secret. And so, no, which ones can, are they? We can we can name them. I mean, um, oh, it's we fine. can, can we? Yeah, it's fine. I, I I can't see any issue. They're in the video, so people can see them. And, and I think on another blog, somebody has like put a big list anyway of, of what they all are. So, um, I'm just looking through the comments here. Um, I know that. Uh, oh, the first game. This is from Aaron, by the way. The first game is Magic Pockets, which was released on the Amiga. Yeah, um, the game the pool, the, is that a pool game? Uh, I don't know. I, I'd have to look. I'd have to watch the video again. Um, obviously, people, if you want to see the video, either go to Josh Prod's Facebook page or you can find it on the Dreamcast Junkyard. Um, the story is called uh, "New uh, 2018 Dreamcast Games uh, Teased by Josh Prod." Um, that is. I've just googled it. That is not a pool game. It looks like <laughs> some kind of um, platformer. Okay. Uh, there's another one called uh, "Chronicles of Teddy," and it's on Steam. Uh, Golden Blood has a PC demo. Um, Okinawa Rush uh, was a Kickstarter. Uh, there's one called Guns of Mercy. He's on uh, smartphones. Um, there's also a racing game on there, which is also uh, on iOS. It's on iOS, um, and I have played this. It's actually free on iOS, so I don't know what he'll be charging for it on the Dreamcast. Uh, there's another one which me and Mike have both sampled, which is called The Escapee, which uh, is a, yes. an Amiga. Yeah. Sti- it's an Amiga game. It's in the style yeah. of flashback. It's quite difficult, but it's really cool, and the intro is it's incredible. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that's. I mean, it looks like quite a good lineup. I don't know if all of these are going to be on the uh, Dreamcast, as I said earlier. Uh, I think some of them are on the Mega Drive as well. But it would be. Um, well, uh, I, I, most of them must be. What, what, what other platforms do they do, do they publish games for? Mega Drive, Dreamcast, um, SNES, yeah. SNES. So yeah, I, I was in. Um, I imagine that, most of these things from Steam would be very difficult to port to a SNES or Mega Drive. I'd imagine a Dreamcast. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know, unless they're coming out, unless they're going to start publishing games for newer systems. No. What were you going to say, Kev? I just I wasn't that aware of many of the games. However, I, I like the fact that there were, like Ross says, there was a lot of 3D uh, looking games in there. Mm-hmm. So uh, to begin with, I didn't buy a Dreamcast re uh, like Afterlife game until I bought Fruity. And right. then was a bit like this. This feels a bit like it should have been on the old Woody Atari uh, graphically. <laughs> so do you know when you start to get games like uh, Rush Rush or Flashback, or you get those kind of games that look like they belong on the system? That's that to me. I was w- more interested in the games in this video than I think I've been from some of the other uh, much more widely known games that have been released. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really cool what um, Philippe, who is uh, who runs Josh Pod, is doing because basically what he's doing behind the scenes is he, he's he's not developing the games; like he's just he's just publishing them. But he's reaching out to people in the development world and saying, "How do you feel about putting this on the Dreamcast?" And I don't know how good his skills of kind of what's the word? Um, not manipulation, persuasion. persuasion. That's it. Yeah. Ah, but a lot of people seem to be going, "Hmm, yes, okay," and then doing the yeah. work, and then he. Like publishes them, so yeah. Uh, there's some decent comments as well on the article that I, that I put up. Um, somebody's asking about uh, Super Turrican for the uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> for the Dreamcast, and he responds saying that he uh, he tried to get in touch with the company, but they never replied. So that could be uh, another one in the future, maybe. Yeah, because they're releasing that. They're releasing Super Turrican on the new um, the new SNES. What's it called? The one that uses a FPGA chip. Oh yeah, um, yeah. The, the new so. MMA. So yeah, they're active. I guess they could do it. I'm watching now Okinawa Rush. It looks really good. It looks really fun. 
It's I like would, a I, scrolling 2D platformer slash beat-em-up looks great. I would say the, I know you mentioned already, but the, the escapee um, it is fantastic. Mm. Uh, it really is. I've played it several times. It is, is amazing. The, the detail, it is like an old, it's, if you, if you were around in the Amiga era, I wasn't, but I've, I've played Amiga games since. Uh, well, I was around. Obviously, I wasn't sort of I'm not, I'm not ten years old, but um, the, uh, the it's like it's like one of those old kind of adventures. So sort of it's a it's a very European sort of like flashback, but mixed with like a point and click adventure elements as well. Yes. But the graphics, it just looked the, the introduction sequence. I remember when when we first saw it, it just absolutely blew me away. It's yeah, really really good. One more time, Mike. What's that one called? The Escapee. I think, from what I remember us reading, it, it was it was some quite a small developer, um, possibly Hungarian developer. Yeah, uh, it, was really, on the Amiga. it was a really late Amiga release, um, yeah, and didn't really get much attention when it came out. Uh, but yeah, it's got great animation as well. I love the way he, the guy mm. rolls and jumps. It's really difficult though, isn't it? and there's loads, yeah. of, absolutely loads of like instant death moments. You just like yeah. this is this is harder than another world, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, really good and, and lots of detail in the world. Having uh, brought the uh, screenshot of it up, it looks like they've just taken the flashback model straight out of the game and put it straight in <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, the, an- the animation, everything looks exactly the same. It <laughs> yeah. even fires a kind of laser beam gun from the look of it straight out yeah. of another world in flashback. <laughs> I, I, it's it's a lot. It is very similar to flashback. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it's not, but it's it's got a much more Blade Runner feel to it. Yeah, and it's it's that kind of like really good sci-fi. And the graphics are really good. It's the animations I think is probably better than flashback. Yeah. I'm watching it now, and it, it looks like a good bad game, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. It, yeah. It yeah, 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 yeah. Using definitely looks amusing to play. Yeah, a good bad game. Yeah, put it on the back of the box. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay, so yeah, there's a lot to look forward to in 2018. Not least uh, with uh, the other games coming out as well. Obviously, there was the uh, funded Kickstarter from. Um, Senal team, Intrepid Izzy, and also we have Xenocider to look forward to from Retro Summers, and hopefully, touch wood, I don't know if this is uh, still been even worked on, but there's also the uh, Elysian Shadows game uh, potentially coming. And don't forget Sheriff Riders. Yeah. Uh, Sheriff Riders. Yeah. Saber Riders. Is that what it's called? Sa- Saber Riders. Saber Rider, yeah. 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 Saber Riders. It's been so, so long ago I backed it, I can't even remember the name anymore. The Saber, Saber Riders is meant to be coming out quite soon, uh, still, because the, the, they're still... They they took the pre-orders on on um, on the Russian website. Yeah, yeah. So but I think Josh Prod are involved in some I, way. I don't know. They are. They're publishing it now. But oh, I don't okay, know if you um, listen to Retro Roundup occasionally podcast. Yeah. There's a guy on there. What's his name? He does um, a lot of sprite work. Um, Simon. Simon. Yes. Yeah. Some Beagley or Bag. Yeah. Uh, something. You used to games, didn't you? I think. He, he he was working on a game for a bit and almost every other episode he goes off on one talking about what a mess it was and yeah. what disaster the whole project was and the guy in charge didn't have a clue and he was like saying, "Oh, I really hope, I really hope it gets released, but nah, it's not getting released." It's they seem to get released. they seem to get the license and then forget they have to make a game at the same time. It seemed like yeah. yeah. Yeah, just on that topic, I was um, brought into a conversation on Facebook uh, with that same guy, Simon, and a couple of other people who were basically talking about the development. And I don't, I'm not going into too much detail, but it, it, it did seem quite bad. I mean, I, I don't know the guy who's making the game, and I don't want to badmouth him, but uh, this uh, this guy, Simon, was saying stuff like um, every time he created a, 
a pick, you know, a, a sprite or whatever it was, it, it needed to be changed because it wasn't right, or it was never good enough, or something like that. And I was just like, "This is not really anything to do with me." But I'll uh, I'll read through, I'll scroll through the comments and have a have a bit of a laugh to myself. Like, yeah, one <laughs> one of the things I remember him saying was um, the this Simon guy. He said, "You if if you're making a two D platforming scrolling from left a game scrolling from left to right, you always have to have the gun." in the character's right hand so that you can see the gun when you're playing. And apparently in the cartoon, they hold it in the left hand and the, the guy in charge of it, he want, he was, he wanted Simon, he wanted Simon to, to make these sprites with the gun in the left hand, which is really difficult to see. And Simon was saying, no, this is, it's a ridiculous choice. So you, that's not how you do it. And they had, a, they had an argument about that. Apparently that was one little thing. Mm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that it kind of gone public, as it were. I thought it was all kind of behind. Oh the yeah, scenes, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll try to get the episode. It's hilarious. <laughs> that that Simon guy is a great way of telling telling negative stories. <laughs> Bloody hilarious to listen to. Excellent. You should have just made the game right to left, just to confuse everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so from uh, games, let's move on to hardware or peripherals. And this is the announcement, the very, the very badly kept secret that uh, Retrobit is working on some new peripherals, not just for the Dreamcast, but for other systems as well, namely the Mega Drive and the Saturn. Uh, one of, the one that we're probably interested in the most is the, the wireless controller for the Dreamcast. Uh, they also got some uh, connection cables. I, th- I believe there's a VGA cable. Uh, I know that they already do an S-Video cable for the Dreamcast and uh, a composite cable for the Dreamcast because if you go on their website, you can actually buy them. And they're quite cheap. They're only like £6 or something. Um, but, uh, yeah, this new wireless controller, it's nothing new. Obviously, we've seen the DreamCon for the Dreamcast made by our friend Chris over in Greece. Um, but, obviously, he charges £100 a pop for his because he has to uh, get the the original Dreamcast controller, take it apart, put all his kind of own bespoke tech into that and then uh, send it back out. Um, so, yeah, £100 is quite a lot for a controller. Um, but if RetroBits controllers are of, you know, comparable quality, which I'm guessing they will be because they're officially licensed, I don't know. Mm. Well, mm. 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 <laughs> well, I think they will be. I think they will be, but I don't think the Sega license no, is, like... <laughs> Okay, yeah, I think it will be good, but I don't think the Sega <laughs> license is any proof of. Yeah. Well, the thing is, with with Chris um, with Chris's DreamCon, it, it's basically just an official Dreamcast controller that he takes apart and puts all the other stuff inside. So, obviously, you can't get any better than that. Um, with this new stuff, um, I don't know what kind of standards they'll be holding them to. I don't I, know. I did it's... wonder that. Did did Sega does Sega still have the molds for these mm-hmm. controllers? Did they give them the original molds to? To make perfect replicas, oh, I don't know. I, I did wonder that. Yeah, and With also the, um, if, if they do have, are they going to three D print a mold? I don't know. I was going to say if they, if they do have the original molds, what I would love to see from Sega is some um, reproduction Dreamcast um, cases. You know, the actual for the console in different colours, because you know, obviously mm. we've all got yellow in consoles, and no matter how much we try and whiten them, they do you know tend to go yellow again after a while. So yeah, you know, made with some new plastic that's a bit more durable. Yeah. I'd, Multicolored. Get, give us some multicolored Dreamcast cases. They must. Have, they must still have the molds. Let's be honest. They, they must be somewhere. So probably. I yeah. don't know. Sorry, Kev. You're going to say something there. Yeah. Well, just um, not necessarily the Dreamcast, but where, where I was looking at the Saturn pads. Um, I don't know if it was just the photo, but they didn't. They didn't look the right shape to me. And I was. And I, I put a comment on Twitter like, "Does anyone know if there's the exact spec of the controller?" And the reply that I got, for, for if anyone remembers um, Games World, the old uh, yeah. Sky One program, yeah. it, 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 was, 
it was I can never remember his real name, but he's a uh, his guy on Twitter. He's a uh, big boy Barry from. Oh yeah, boy Barry. And, oh, nice. uh, I, I follow him because um, because he, he does a lot of uh, promotion stuff now. Hmm. But he responded to me. Yeah, they're exactly the same size, and so I was like, I don't know if he. Well, there were a couple of different models of certain controllers. Yeah, so it's the with... the marked the Mark II ones, as in the. Uh, the, the ones that most people associate with it. And so I responded to him. I was like, oh, are you involved in this at all? But I never got a response. But just the fact that I know that he works, uh, I, I remember the last thing he was kind of publicizing was the uh, Lucid Sound headsets, if anyone knows them. They look like, they're like a gaming headset, but they look just like traditional headphones. So there's no like neon chrome or any of the shit that you would associate <laughs> with, with. If you look at the headset section in game and you're, you're a 30 plus year old man. Some of it is tragic now to look at, <laughs> but these are like a real kind of classic, nice design, but he's, he's been work working on quite a lot of stuff like that. So I was just, I was, I was quite keen that, that it is exactly the same spec, which was making me think they've, they're either free, 3d printing them exactly, or they have got the molds. So, wow. I'm more impressed by the fact that you were speaking to big boy Barry than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm more surprised yeah. that he hasn't blocked me because when I found him on there, I spent months just asking him, do you remember when you were playing Virtual Fighter against that guy from Essex? Just like recalling strange memories from when I was about 14. I was so desperate to go on that show at the time. <laughs> do you know what? As well, on the subject of like old, like really old um, programmes about games, randomly the other day I was looking at, um, you know, do you remember Cybernet? They used to be on TV at like three in the morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, I used to get up and watch that at like three in the morning and, and just like, so I started watching old, um, old clips on YouTube. And I was like, and then when the credits roll and it showed like, you know, the, the narrator's voice, uh, the narrator's name. So then I started Googling her and I found her website and she's now like a, she's like a psychologist or something. And I was just like, this is, I don't know if, how, if this is creepy or like this really good research that I'm like actually finding out who the woman was who did the voice on Cybernet. I was thinking I should send her an email yeah. say, I used to watch you when, oh, well, not you, I used to listen to your voice on telly. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, Tom, stop, what are you doing? Stop. Stop, you know. You... <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure Cybernet was actually on at a normal time as well. Like on like quite early on, like sort of like eleven o'clock on a Sunday or something. No, but none of us ever. Sure, I'm sure it was. I'm sure. I'm sure it was, sure, sure it was on a normal time. Yeah, because we all watched it at three o'clock in the morning. But I think it actually was on a normal time as well. It was like channel, early... channel four. Is that right? Yeah. For those people who have got no idea what we're talking about, basically, <laughs> Cybernet yeah, was a, it was Cybernet was a it was a, a, a program about half an hour long that was just about video games, uh, and it was at the time there was nothing else on TV about games, you know, oh. and. Um, so it was always on TV at, the, at like three in the morning, like really randomly. And so I used to get up and watch it. And um, yeah, it was like the, the, the way it was presented, there was no actual presenter. It was just this kind of animated, like really badly animated CGI robot spinning around in this like room with all these tellies on the wall. Um, so <laughs> go, go on YouTube and type Cybernet and you'll find it. But it's... Uh, yeah, yeah it's, I've, I've just looked it up. It was ITV, but he's, if, if anyone played Rise of the Robots, imagine, imagine a robot that was so bad that even they scrapped it. That was what the, yeah. that was what the host looked like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. At least back then, though, we had something on TV that was about games. Now there's nothing, is there? I suppose YouTube itself has got more to do with that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, God, we've, went, we've gone from retro bit to Big Boy Barry to... Uh... Yeah, so anyway, what, which, which, which um, accessories are you lot looking to buy, providing they're in good quality and at a reasonable price? Probably the, the wireless Dreamcast controller, really, just because I want to see how it compares to the, uh, to the Dreamcon. Yeah, yeah. Mm. controller. Yeah, I think 
wireless controllers for all the, one white sadly one wireless controller for every machine i did think about buying two but then i was like who the fuck's ever going to use that second player one <laughs> so just one one of each same ideally ideally i'd like one of each if they're a reasonable price that's a big if and also i i don't know if, if they're i imagine they are they're, if they're bluetooth you should be able to play them on a pc as well i guess but they were also, they're also releasing the usb ones and i'd like to get a Dreamcast USB controller before Shemu Free comes out, so I can providing it doesn't require dual analog, so that I can I, play that with a Dreamcast. I'm just controller. hoping. I'm hoping the, all of it's going to be available in the UK without having to order it from America and be stung uh, massive import costs. Yeah, you, 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 know, you know, the, be good, the boxes, the box art was all US, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Do, do you know what'd be good, Ross? Like you just said there, if you, you could get the USB one to play Shemu if you had to like control it with you know controls from Shemu one and two, you know, moving on the D pad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but well, hope, hopefully, unless they've unless now it's a requirement to have two analog sticks, maybe the second analog would have controlled camera or something instead of L and R or something like that. I don't know. If, yeah. uh, I was going to say, you know, um, he sorry, should. You definitely should put in a con- control scheme for someone who wants to use a Dreamcast controller. Definitely. Well, as as you're one of those like crazy should have been people, a stretch goal. As, <laughs> sorry, I was going to say, as you're one of those people who spent a ridiculous amount of money backing it, you should write to him and say, "Look, I I demand the Dreamcast control method in this game." Yeah. <laughs> maybe I will. Maybe I will. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you, you Suzuki listens to this anyway. So if you're listening, you no, 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 I won't do that. I'll start. I'll start a petition, an online petition. Oh yeah, they they, they, oh, always, yeah. Work. they, they always get yeah they always get the job done. I believe if you get thirty five thousand signatures, it means that the whatever you ask for comes true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, by, by law, yeah, it's by like, law. It's yeah, like, yeah. Cos- yeah. like cosmic ordering. <laughs> can, can we just say as well, whilst we're here about the subject, can we just say that it was quite funny to see all these people who were thinking at the the announcement. I don't want to say the retro bit, but about oh, Dreamcast too, because you know, please, please, please Dreamcast stop mini. it. Dreamcast Ross is going insane. Every, Ross is having to just he's, it's it's nightmare. It's not going to be a Dreamcast too. Please, please stop talking about it. Well, no, and I think the main yeah, thing I was, was looking at my newsfeed while drinking my morning coffee and eating my Saturday fry up, and I saw this crap and spat my coffee out all over. <laughs> it yeah. was the, it was the people saying that they that they were hoping it was going to be a, a mini Dreamcast, and I was like, guys, they can't even make a mini Mega Drive that works properly. Yeah. How are they going to make a mini Dreamcast? It's, you got to love Sega fans, haven't you? Sega fans, Sega fans have had literally fifteen years of disappointment after disappointment, and still. Still, we believe things are going to happen. We are, yeah, like that. That, um, that, the um, the light bulb, the Sega um, (laughs) promotional material, the light bulb, it said two, was it two tomorrow is Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. Tuesday was spelled two T W O. And and it it turned out just to be Theme Hospital 2, which (laughs) that's good. Well, it's good, but it's not what anyone thinks of as a Sega, (laughs) and it's not something you can hype up to Sega fans, is it? No, no, the um. No, I'm not, not sure if you were going to mention that, Tom, but um, I I would normally not get involved in uh, Sega fanboyism. But when I, I, I did see that, it's the it's thinking and tomorrow is Tuesday sort of stuff. And I thought I'm going to actually follow the Sega Twitter account, which I've, no, I've checked it, but I don't actually follow it because I'm I'm very aware that Sega isn't for me anymore. It's a bit like Atari. If you like Atari, the brand Atari and are nothing to do with their classic mm. machines. It's just no. a shell company that someone's bought for the name. Well there's and- still slight there's still some remnants there that, that you know, they'd still do it's not quite 
Atari. Like, Atari yeah, has but... no one. There are still some people, like, for example, the guy who makes the Yakuza series, he, he was a de- the, like, lead designer or whatever. He works on Shenmue as a designer and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, the situation's dire, but it, there's still some, like, but then it's, remains um, it's just... of the comfort allow- once was. allowed myself to get bought into the idea that it may- maybe they are making something for me. Not like a Dreamcast Mini, but maybe there's going to be something. Like, mm. even like a kind of rare replay style xbox one game that's uh, oh, or a split ps4 game that's got some of their licenses on or maybe some of their unreleased arcade stuff and then it then it was it was theme hospital i get a game that i'd like that i may buy but there's so many people like oh look at all these fucking sega fans disappointed i had a few people kind of like <laughs> sub retweet me cast throwing shade because i was a bit like what is this <laughs> announcement sega what the fuck is this who who has signed off on this as your way to announce you've got um Lionhead and Bullfrog Studio members on board, but rather than celebrate two of the greatest strategy game makers of all time, you've just decided to troll everyone with this yeah. ridiculous campaign. Mm. And people could say to me that I'm wrong, but if you go and look at... Um, uh, well, yeah, that's a good point. Why didn't they do this instead of teasing Sega fans more? Why didn't they somehow yeah, because- tease like Lionhead or fans or theme something fans or something like look, that look how, mu- look how much comments have been made about it that's why they've done it for yeah but then if we all be talking at, about it if you look at the company that um they called two point if you look yeah. at two point and then their hospitals web um their hospital sims twitter account they've both still at less than two thousand followers after a week so they've not connected with their audience all they've mm. done is further incense people <laughs> It's like they have some intern there who makes tweets but then never goes back to check well, the notifications. What they should do is they should release a whole new package and just make it made of cardboard because that'll go down really well. <laughs> that never causes issues. Yeah, see what you did there, Mike. Um, <laughs> uh, what I was going to say was um, this is it's got like um, it's quite reminiscent of the whole thing with uh, Sega Forever. Do you remember when that was being like sort of. Yeah. Uh, teased and, and yeah. everyone thought, oh, what's it, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? And then when it came out, it was just like, oh, it's mobile games. Not not that I'm, I'm sure this, they, not I'm, that I'm that's, forever, that's but... a good example. I'm sure they've done it about five times or something. Though I can't remember the other times, but yeah, mm. I did see a, a, an article on Sega Nerds uh, about a rumor that there's going to be a, a Dreamcast Mini. But you know, if if they if they do do that, then great. But I, I just can't see it. Not with the technology that's available. You know? I can't why, see it. I mean, this emulation's not Dreamcast. Hmm? Yeah. So why what? would they go straight to Dreamcast? You know, there's, there's, it's the, the, the Nintendo have only just got the, the, the SNES right. Also, I know we're gonna we're almost certainly gonna have an N64 yeah. one, but why would why would they go straight to Dreamcast for the Mega Drive outsold Dreamcast by miles? Yes, I know. Yeah. Games have made like four thousand different versions, but surely they just they'd make a they'd make a yeah. Why not just make Mega a Drive? decent Mega Drive one? Yeah, yeah. first, yeah. Yeah, or even Master System. Just make a decent yeah. Master System one. <laughs> the one, the one, the one. The one. Yeah, fuck, it, fuck it. Go back to SG One Thousand. Just make an SG One Thousand. <laughs> if you uh, could get that right, I don't mind if the sound emulation's a little off. If that's too big of an ask, but come on. There was there was a video I watched about um, you know could, when the retro bit uh, thing was being like teased. It was like. Oh, maybe it's going to be a Sega Saturn Mini. I'm just like, guys, they've not even Sega got Saturn Mini. They've, they've not got Saturn even, emulation oh ready God, on a PC. They've got they've got emulation and it's getting better, but no, it's it's no way near. Oh, despite the amount of people working, it's no way near like the quality of a like sellable product. And and Sega couldn't use that code anyway. They'd have to develop their own emulator. It's not an easy task. Anyway, Dreamcast 2 confirmed, 2019. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's move on. Uh, next topic. Uh, this is something else that's quite interesting. Uh, Agatha. 
the Agatha demo was released uh, in the very near past, uh, or the very recent past, I should say. Um, this is a game that I was really looking forward to back in the day because I do remember seeing it in the magazines of the era, some of which I still own. And it was just unusual because it featured a guy, an old guy with a beard for a start, because you don't really get that many old guys with beards in games, do you? Not as the main sort of protagonist. Anyway, I know um, Dogs Bower in uh, Blue Stinger, he's kind of holding up the uh, holding the torch for the bearded gentleman in, uh, in Dreamcast games. <laughs> and the bearded demographic was obviously important to Sega of that time. <laughs> Headhunter, there's a nice beard and Headhunter. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, Jack Wade. Jack Wade is, is uh, quite nicely trimmed. Uh, Jeffrey had a nice beard, Virtual Fighter. <laughs> Oh, I can see an article in this. <laughs> How many other beards? Uh, I'm trying to think of any other beards. Uh, I can't think of any more. There's moustaches, Dr. Botnick, but no, beards, beards. There must have been a beard in Shenmue somewhere. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Santa Claus. Well, it's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what they should have done? They should have used the, um, you know, the dreadlock technology from Tom. On a beard on someone's face in Shenmue, that would have been dreadlock good. technology. <laughs> <laughs> I just missed that bit where Yu Suzuki explained how he spent time on the dead dreadlock technology. I was like, what? you don't see that on the back of the box. Enhanced dreadlock, enhanced dreadlock technology. They're very, they're very light dreadlocks, aren't they? They, <laughs> they kind of float around, blowing the yeah. wind and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Oh, that's a highlight of Shenmue for me, that. Tom's, Tom's yeah, yeah. Locks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you should play the Japanese version. I, I won't go in. I've gone into it before, but yeah, you should play the Japanese version for the ultimate Tom. <laughs> it's not like um, that, that video you sent me the other day on, on Facebook. That ad oh, worse. <laughs> worse. <laughs> Where the guy comes out with blackface. And, uh, oh, yeah, man. yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of, um, you know, that uh, that character in uh, Tropical Thunder, that uh, Tropic oh. Thunder that um, yeah. what's his name? Iron Man plays. Uh, can't remember his Bain name Junior, now. Yeah. I know what you mean, yeah. yeah. But, the, yeah Russell, in... the Russell Crowe rip-off. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're talking if about. If you're listening and you're wondering what the <laughs> hell we're talking about, recently in Japan, um, some guy for new, for the New Year's, some New Year's television program, some guy dressed up as Eddie Murphy and with blackface. So, yeah. <laughs> was it, was it, check it out. Check it out on YouTube now. New Year's 1955. <laughs> Oh, gotta love it! Gotta love it! It's another world out here, mate. Gotta love a bit of casual racism. Can't can't beat it. Um, that's a joke, by the way. So don't uh, don't write it and don't <laughs> don't tweet at me. Um, <laughs> there's, some, there's some bearded racist at home. Finally, I've got the podcast for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I'd love that, yeah. Uh, some bearded, yeah. some bearded racist. Um, so, yeah, Agatha, <laughs> going back on topic. Is uh, anybody not a bearded racist. We're no. not saying Agatha's plate <laughs> central card is a bearded racist. Yeah. We, How did we get from Agatha to blackface? <laughs> <laughs> we've, got two, we've got two stories here at once. Agatha is not, the main character on Agatha is not a fat, racist bearded man. <laughs> we don't think. No, but uh, yeah, so the demo was uh, was released. Uh, this game was in development from or by No Cliche back in around 2000. And the, the, the story is that the game was, uh, the, 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 what we saw in magazines was little more than a, a mock-up. And for years, up until, well, 2017 really, it was kind of the, um, what's the word, the, the, the poster boy of the, of the Lost Dreamcast game. Uh, because no one knew anything about it. Nobody had seen any actual playable footage. But then uh, Combi Laurent, who is uh, the guy who actually found the game or got in touch with one of the developers who, who had it in his uh, collection or possession 
um, per- persuaded one of these ex no cliche guys to to release the demo online and for everybody to to play and you can burn it now in a dream play it in your Dreamcast and have a look at this very small section of, of playable um, the playable map that you can kind of wander around and uh, it's got some very nice uh, nice visuals I like the snow effect and also the real time lighting that is used from the torch is um, possibly one of the best effects I think I've seen of that type in any Dreamcast game, I know it's only a demo, but if that had been carried over into the uh, the full game, then it would have been great. It differs slightly in um, because there is a game called Alone in the Dark Four, uh, or the New Nightmare, which also features a similar effect with a torch. Yeah, it reminded me of yeah. that. Yeah. But it's um, it's all pre-rendered backgrounds in yeah, um, yeah. in Alone in the Dark, whereas this one is is fully polygonal. So that was quite interesting. Very very nice to see the uh, the real time uh, torch effects. Uh, did anyone else download and play it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. What did you think? I know it's only like I say, I know it's only a demo, but yeah, it's very good. It's very impressive. Sees what you know they actually did with it. Mm. Um, I, I didn't. Yeah, so it is only a demo. I think people are. I've seen a few people sort of comment that they're disappointed they've gone on to accepting the full game, which is hilarious. But um, no, it's, if what it is, it's fantastic. I think you know, check it out and and, and it, I did. There wasn't a huge amount to do no. in it, but. I think you get an idea of where they were going with it. I was, I'm guessing that is the last build they made of it as well. I would I imagine so. Further yeah. than that, but yeah, yeah it's, re- it's good. Well, you never, you never know. I mean, there could. This is the only one that's been found. There could be a hundred, like there could be True. twenty, yeah. thirty different yeah. builds out there. Who knows? But I, I didn't download it. I, I watched Tom's video, and I was like, okay, that's enough for me. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't need to. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to find anything out from playing it that I can't see from this video. But one thing that that um i liked was when you're inside and the way you you independently control the guy's arm yeah yeah and that i thought that was like a mechanic mean. that hasn't uh, it kind of reminded me of trespasser it was a old a PC Jurassic game. park licensed <laughs> pc game it was absolutely Trespass terrible fucking terrible but i'm sure yeah terrible <laughs> but i'm sure there could have been a way to get it right maybe <laughs> it's something i've not seen before anyway is that the game Sorry, with, is that the game with like the really long arms yeah, 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 you, yeah. You control. Yeah, it's, it's awful. I, just, and I played. I played that on a demo disc on on a very as I was a kid, very underpowered PC. So not only did I have to wrestle the controllers, it was like probably sub ten frames per second. That was. Uh, I, I, had, I, I had trespass. I don't know if it was demo or full game. That is. is the, it trespass or trespasser? Trespass. I think it's trespass, isn't it? I'm not sure. Trespass. Okay, trespass. But it's it's literally the most it's the most unintentionally hilarious game. Ever because you just you just, what it's that would have been an amazing Wii game. I was thinking about that. We were an amazing Wii game. I, I, it's Trespasser. Yeah, well, it's Trespasser, Trespasser, is it? Yeah, Trespasser. I yeah. tried to wipe it from my memory. Uh, I never played it, but yeah, I, it reminds I me of that. Seeing... But it still is. It sure. was unique and looked looked cool. Maybe it'd be in, if done well. I'm sure it could have been good. Good little mechanic. Speaking of underpowered PCs, I mentioned this on the last podcast when we had uh, John Linneman um, on. But uh, yeah, I played Doom Three on a on a PC that had a Celeron processor and about. 256 megabytes of RAM and like a really crap graphics card and I played the entire game like at like 5 frames a second and that, that was, just thinking about that game gives me uh, well PTSD really <laughs> uh, okay so yeah Agatha is out now uh, Go and download it, play it. Yeah, what do you guys think? Do you think it would have turned out to be a good game? What do you think? Yeah, it certainly... Um, it you looks, think so? It looks unique, definitely. And, yeah, with that mechanic that you just mentioned, I think it would have... Uh, I, I think, it, I think it could have gone either way. I think it could have been all right to, to good, or it could have been absolutely terrible. 
but I mean, it was an early build, but who knows? Was there any story information or anything like that around at the time? Or yeah, basically, the, the the name of the game comes from the like mythical city that's in the center of the earth, and the game was meant to be you play this explorer who's trying to find the entrance to this uh, to this like magical city. So that's that was the, we, that was the story. I will give it that the um the setting and like the the culture of the setting was yeah. quite unique for a video game. It looked almost like Eastern European. Or it's meant to be something. set in, it's meant to be set in 1920s, uh, Romania. I oh, okay. It is. Well, there you go. That's, that's, you know, how many games are set in Romania? Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, I always yeah. like it when it's a game with some setting that hasn't been done before. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's Agatha. Feel free to go and check it out. Uh, talking about games that are, um, actually available, rather than ones that have uh, never been finished. Uh, a couple more games are coming back online very soon. It's interesting we were talking about Dream Pie earlier, because uh, Mike and Ross have both recently bought one. But uh, yeah, um, NFL 2K1 and Ooga Booga are the yep. next set of games that are going to be brought back online by, uh, I don't know how you pronounce his actual name, I think it's Shuoma. Um, he's the developer or coder who has been working on this uh you know, bringing all these games back online for us, and uh, yep. massive thanks and kudos to him or her. It might be a girl, for all I know. Um, but yeah, NFL Two K One that would probably interest you, Mike. I'm not will, particularly yeah. bothered. Well, yeah, that that was a game that got me into American football, so I can't yeah. I can't wait to find. I never had a chance to play online back in the day, so I'd love to try that. It's mm. The reason the reason I've the reason I've, I've actually gone and, and bit the bullet and actually bought the Dream Pies because NFL's back online. Really. Oh, we'll have to have a matchup yeah. then, Mike. Yeah, definitely. See, I've yeah. got I own all of the the NFL games on the Dreamcast, even like the NCAA one. But I just I, I don't. I, to be honest, it, it's more laziness on my part. I don't really know the rules of American football. It looks really confusing from you know from an outsider's point of view. Mm. Um, but I should get into it because obviously millions and millions and millions of people in America love it. So some, I there must be something it. good. I actually but, played it for about really? five years while I was at uni. Yeah, oh. I loved it. Oh, Absolutely wow. loved it. It's not once you. Just grasps the basic rules. It's really not that. that and the dream, the Dreamcast games are really good because they're not. They're they're before we got to the EA's sort of destroying American football games. It's it, yeah. they're, they're they're really they're really good. They do what they need to do. They don't do too much. Um, even the NCAA one, I, w- I would actually say to anyone, or especially you, Tom, if you haven't played it, play it because the I haven't fo- played that one. Is there much difference? Football is yeah, because college football is completely different. So it's a completely different style of game. So it's a much faster, it's a much more, there's much more rushing uh, than there is. Uh, the running game's a lot more uh, prevalent than the actual passing game, mm. um, and, and you just have little stadiums of sort of like weird. It's, it's a very different atmosphere. I know there's lots of, of college football games in America, but over here in the, in the UK, I know, I know NCAA is not a UK release game, but there's not not many people play college football games because. It, is, it means nothing to us over here. When I mm. when um, I was um, when I was in the navy, um, I I knew this guy who was um, he was like seconded from the U.S. Navy, and mm. he was he was obsessed with um, college football, but he didn't, mm. he didn't he didn't care about NFL. He was just always college football. That's all oh, he would huge. talk about. Yeah, they 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 have a hundred hundred thousand people. Yeah, the stadiums are bigger, aren't they? Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. It's mental. It's, the it's the like, college stadiums are bigger than the NFL stadiums. It's like me going. Cases. It's like me going down to watch the you know Bristol University versus UE at football. It's like you know what ten people turn up to that and a dog. It's yeah. it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's I know really, they got like high... sorry, go on. They're gone. I was going to say it's really interesting because I mean, just looking at that whole setup in America, the the college game and then the, the way that the players kind of 
they get filtered into the NFL, don't they? Like with like the drafts mm. and stuff like that. But compared to how like soccer is or football in this country, it's completely different. Like as you say, Mike, if you went down to like a local school or college game here, there'd be like a couple of people stood there, or you know, someone, you know, the coach on the sidelines screaming his head off, and that'd be it. Whereas there, yeah. they've got these massive like hundred thousand seat stadiums and stuff. It's just mental. It's a it's a bizarre it's high school high school football as well. I know I knew some people who were who lived in America and. High school football is just really big thing in entire towns. The entire town, basically the only team they've got in the town is is that high school football team. And so everyone gets behind the high school football teams. It's a you know, in this country you wouldn't do that. It's it's yeah, really, high, high, really high school baseball is pretty big in Japan. It's like it's on national TV and stuff, the um mm. the finals and the top league and that. To be fair though, it's weird. Yeah, it's to, to be fair yeah. though, Mike, to be fair though, Mike, some people support really small shit football teams. Like, 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 like Bristol Rovers. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> let's, let's not get... Look, look, I can start saying about your team if I want to. I'm not going to, because the only thing I can mock you about is you being beaten by Bristol City. And I can't say that, because that makes me mad. Um, but no, it's, it is it is a really weird thing. But going back to the game itself, NFL 2K1 is going to be amazing online. I know it's the game we, which... I know some people have asked, why not, why not NFL 2K2? But from what I gather... NFL 2K1 is the one which which everyone went online with first of all. It's the first online is, one. Is that the one that came in the the US sport pack with the black console? Quite possibly. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I have no, I have no. I am an NFL fan myself. But I have noticed that when you get um, Americans join the group for the first time, that that game seems to come up or that series seems to come yeah. up a lot as well. A lot of them love. Uh, it's a great series. It is the yeah. Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. I was more of an NHL kind of guy, NHL 2K, uh, NHL 2K2. It's weird how they never brought out an 2K5, NHL. 2K5, NFL 2K5 was the best one. And did, 2K, did NHL went up to what, 2K5 as well? Or? I think it went 2K6, didn't it, with that? 2K6, did it? No, they were on the Xbox, though, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. The well, they were, yeah, they were on X, they were on everything. Um, I think, oh, was it? No, I think, yeah, I think it was, was it? I'm not sure now. I know, I know like 2K3 and maybe... 2, 2k3 was on almost everything and then 2k4 and 5 i'm not sure but 2k5 is my it's the best it's the best american football game ever made in my opinion 2k5 that's some that's some great american football games on dreamcast and uh, nfl blitz 2001 is great as well yeah if anyone likes arcade arcade but we didn't get any of them we, you know, we got, all we got was quarterback club which was fucking terrible we did get, I did we, did get blitz. With, um, we did get blitz. i know the first one yeah the first one yeah with uh, Blitz, though, it's one of the one of the games. Someone asked recently, "What games don't work at v- with VGA?" And that is one of them. That and their uh, basketball version. So I don't, I don't know if mid. Two thousand one works, I think. Right, I think the overwhelming memory I have of NFL K and NFL. Sorry, what NFL Blitz is the fact that it doesn't have the name of the game printed on the uh, on the Side, spine, yeah. on the spine Side, of the yeah. box and the, on the PAL version. Yeah, which yeah. Is yeah. Um, Speaking yeah. of American football, there's actually a Sega-related American football game. Um, that was released on Steam a month or two ago, and it was released on PS4 this week. Um, Mutant Football League, and it's like oh, a remake of the Mega Drive. Nice. On, the order's different. On the Mega Drive, it was what? Mut- Mutant League Football. This new yeah. one's Mutant Football League. So, and it's been getting really good reviews. It's got it's got either very positive or overwhelmingly positive on um, Steam by user reviews. So, yeah. We, we're, we are kind of, um, this is quite dominated by the NFL game, but there is also the other one, which is Ooga Booga. Um, it's a game. Which mm. is one I've only ever played offline, because obviously when I got involved in you know all this stuff, it was, uh, it was a, a, for a start, it was never released in the UK, uh, right. or outside, I don't think it was released in Japan either, was it? 
No. It was American only. No. Um, and yeah, I actually only got it quite recently. And you know, it's uh, an on. It was predominantly an online like sort of battle arena game, isn't it? Where you yeah. control these wacky characters from an island um, and must kill each other basically. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays back online again with four players running around on a on an island trying to zap each other with weapons. Um, yeah. Did anyone play this online back in the day? No, I'd I'd, no. I'd only learned of this, but like yourself, retrospectively, and I'd always, because of the kind of rare style um, art, I'd always presumed it was a platformer. Mm. And it was only when I saw this announcement and I went and had a look. Uh, it looks really good. It looks like a kind of almost Power Stone esque, I would say. I yeah. love the uh, love like the kind of it's got that um, system where like you're all fighting and you're trying to get the highest points, which is like the I can never remember the name of the Nintendo game, Smash Super Smash. Smash Brothers. They've, it's got that. They've got like a kind of alternate scoring win system. Mm. So just, I was quite interested in this. I wouldn't mind sort of burning a copy of this and having a go. Yeah, good game. Uh, there's, um, good game. I mean, it's interesting that all these games are coming back online. Um, if we had like a wish list of games that you would want back online, what what kind of thing would you uh, would you want? Personally, my choice, I would love to play Daytona online because obviously the American version had online, um, as did the Japanese one, but the, the PAL version didn't. Um, so that would be my first shout, if that would be possible, to get that back online. Imagine that, 20 players. All, I don't know how many were actually allowed in, in a game back in the day, but mm. if you could have like a full grid made up of different players, that would be awesome. Not that there's that many people who've got Dream Pies, I don't think. <laughs> but um, yeah. To, to be honest, the game I want to play the most is already playable, and that's Alien Front Online. Oh, so that was originally an Naomi game, and we didn't get it in the UK, I've played the single player and it's all right, but I imagine it's a lot more fun. Yeah, multiplayer. That's actually on. That is actually online though. You can play that already on Dream Pie. Yeah, so, yeah. Hmm. yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, we'll have to get a game going. I've never played it online either. The only games I've I'm played online the so far. Now. The only games I've played online so far with the Dream Pie have been Monaco Grand Prix Online and Pod Two. Oh, and I had a game of Choo Choo Rocket with PC, uh, just me and him, which was interesting because i was terrible at it because i've not played it in about 15 years but uh, yeah yeah i'd like to i'd like to see um uh unreal tournament and outrigger on on uh, yeah outrigger uh, yeah i'd love to play that online it's good that would be, be good shout yeah. that's weird but that, that's another game that was released in pal with no online there's so many different games that were released uh, in america both and them. japan both i think both on both Unreal tournament and um yeah no yeah Unreal, yeah yeah, yeah. Tournament yeah they were offline in, in europe really weird yeah, there's, there's tons. This couldn't be bothered. They couldn't be bothered to put in the investment to have the servers. I guess. It's, well, I guess it's that. It's also the language, isn't it? Isn't it something to do with language? Could I be. don't know. Is that a big problem? I don't know. Well, you, we didn't. I, d- I doubt they even supported Mike back then. And you're not really going to be chatting uh, to people true, yeah. while playing Unreal Tournament that much. True. I don't know. I, mean, I think uh, it's just laziness. I mean, Alien Front Online shipped with a microphone, so you could, you know, you yeah. could chat online with that. Um, you we can't. Could, yeah. I don't think you can do it with DreamPie because there's some extra bit of code that isn't there or something um pc, yeah. PC wizard knows more than i do about this but um yeah it would be uh it would be fun to uh to get do know, the guys have a for these scheduled events do they have a um um do they have like an online chat you can connect to or something like that or not well basically when you when you log in when you log in you you come into a lobby or whichever game it is that you play most of them do have a lobby built in um, and you can type to each other and talk um, but the best place to go to, as I said earlier, is Dreamcast Talk, the forum. There's a dedicated mm. board on there that where they set up the games, the times, everything like that, and then people say, yes, I'm going to be there, and then everybody logs on. In fact, 
today, at the time of recording this, there is a game at 8pm UK time. But obviously, if you're listening to this on Sunday, the, what are we on? 21st? 21st, yeah. Yeah, Sunday the 21st of January, um, then there is a, a Worms World Party uh, match on 8pm tonight. Obviously, if you're listening to this after today, then it's already gone. But yeah, if you've got a I drink, think there's a, is there not a Discord channel as well? The Dreamcast Talk not have a Discord channel to... Yeah, that's what, maybe something like that would be good. Quite possibly. Also, do, so Dreamcast, Dreamcast Now is obviously quite good as well. So the Dreamcast Now live page, mm. uh, dreamcast.online uh, forward slash now, which obviously shows you everyone's who's got an account on Dreamcast Now and what they're playing, which I've I've been looking at and seeing obviously who's online. So I'm guessing that when you actually want to play online, you can sort of have a look at that and then you can join the game. It's incredible, really, isn't it? That all this has been done by fans and you know people with you know obviously more knowledge than I have. But when you when you sit down and think about it, that you know they've built this in, entire like online like almost imagine service. If, imagine if all of this was around though. When Dreamcast, imagine if we had a hard drive. Imagine if we mm-hmm. had. Imagine if we had um, you know this online service like this. Dreamcast wouldn't have died. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the problem with the UK was uh, I find it very hard to get involved in the what game do you want to come back sort of chat? Because I only ever I played Choo Choo Rocket about twice online. Yeah. And then it was like, I, uh, I moved to university because I've just turned 18. And it was during the time where there was no, the idea of having internet, let alone broadband. Yeah. Most people you know never had it or they'd never been online. Or yeah. I mean, if you wanted to go, if you wanted to use the internet when I was at school, for example, you had to fill out a form saying what website you were going on. There was no, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just click on this site and then I'll have a look there. It was very much a kind of structured, I yeah, found I this website, I want to go to on this. From someone so, who had a, I had a Dreamcast at the time, but I never, I never played online once. Someone who was, who was, I was always playing sort of in, in proper um, online games on PC. I was always big into first-one shooters online. I played the Dreamcast quite a few never. But I, I never, it never really made. I never knew anyone who went online. I never really heard much about it. I think I, I had a much. few mates at my school who were into Fantasy Star Online. We all did uh, that, okay. and we met. We met up a couple of times on Toy Racer, mm. and I did try Choo Choo Rocket and Planet Ring as well. But none of the others. I'd, I'd, I tell you what, game would be fucking amazing if they somehow managed to make it work online. Propeller Arena. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And uh, it seem, from what everyone says, it seems like all the code and everything is actually on the disc. So who knows? Yeah. I don't know. My memories of be, like going online with the Dreamcast back in the day were basically just to like browse, browse the internet. And um, I remember there was, I think, the very first online game, as it you know, technically online game that was on the on Dream Arena was this like sliding puzzle. Where you could like, mm. it was like a picture. Mm. Of Son- I think it was a picture of Sonic. And you yeah. Could slide, you know, the things you get in a museum where you can like move the, the, the bits of plastic around to make a picture. I remember it was, that. Yeah. It, was one, it was one of them, and it was in Dream Arena. Um, but I think that's about as far as it went for me playing online games um, back in the day. Can you remember what your Dreamcast um, email address was? Mine was uh, oh. Thomas at uk dot Yes. <laughs> I can't, I think, I can't I remember. Yeah, I think I was similar to you. I think I was just like Kevin. Kevin P. Mason or something like that. Yeah, but it wasn't a. Very, it was one of those ones. It was just like blown. I think it was probably the first email address I ever had. So mm. yeah, same. Likewise, I wish I could like still use that email address. That'd be really cool. Like to tell people, yeah, uk.dreamcast.com. I, <laughs> I, I do have one of my uh, my original VMUs that I've got kicking around. Has still got all my uh, DreamKey info on it. And even though I, I run out of space, I refuse to delete that because yeah. I'm like, well, when that comes back. 
my email address is on there. Yeah, when Dreamcast <laughs> 2 comes back, how are you going to transfer your account transfer over? Transfer my account. Your migration assistant will pop up and say, would you like to incorporate your previous Dreamcast account onto your Dreamcast yeah. 2? <laughs> oh, no, I, I, what's I, it called? Uh, what's it called? That new one? Um, Project Ring or something. What's it called? That Come on, Ross. You know. New what? New what? The, the new Dreamcast project, the new Dreamcast fan project, that... Oh, Razer. <laughs> no, that's it. When you, get, when you get your Razer, Kev, you can uh, incorporate your VMU saves into it. So there's that to look I forward like to. to. I like to think, I don't, don't know why he'd be on there, but I like to think the Microsoft Word paperclip will also be on there, <laughs> helping me migrate as, as an era-appropriate era uh, mascot. <laughs> it comes with a free copy of Maybe Speak and Teeps Touching as well, apparently. Um, right, guys, we've been chatting for over an hour now, so I think it's about time to draw a line under this one. And uh, just remains for me to thank you for, for joining me and to you, our listeners, for uh, listening, downloading, uh, or listening online, wherever you might find this episode. Um, guys, we can all be found on social media in various locations. Uh, Ross, where can you be found? I No, I can't be found. I can only be found on Facebook, really. <laughs> I can't be found. The man who can't be found. Um, he'll Mike, find you. Yeah, uh, he'll find you and ban you. Um, Mike, you can be found. Ban, ban, you said ban you, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, where can I be found? I can find space underscore, at space underscore turnip on That's, Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter. Um, Kev, you can be found on Twitter at? Uh, I am uh, at moneyball underscore mace. Cool. Or at... Uh, if it's if you're easier, just go on the Sega Twitter account and look for the most negative comment that someone was replied to them, and it's most likely me. So uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tom Lee C, or you can find us all as a collective at the DC Junkyard. Also on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Dreamcast Junkyard, and you can also find our group, which is approaching uh, twelve thousand members, I believe. Um, that's groups forward slash the Dreamcast Junkyard. And obviously, we have our main website, which is thedreamcastjunkyard.co.uk. Thank you to all of our $1 a month Patreon subscribers. It goes a long way to helping us keep this ad-free. And uh, yeah, thanks very much. Um, Yeah, that will do it for this um, slightly bizarre New Year's episode of the Dream Pod. We'll be back for episode 57 at some point in the near future. I don't know when. But until then... Keep dreaming. I've stolen that from Dreamcast Guy. I hope you're not listening to this Dreamcast Guy. <laughs> right. Bye, everybody. Everyone say goodbye. Bye. 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 Here we go. Please stop this disc now. 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 Now.